Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast, where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theaters. Your movie masters today are the scene. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? And uh, we got we got three movies to cover. Uh, we were looking at Dungeons and Dragons. Oh shoot! It has a full title: Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Have any of you guys called it Dungeons and oh, Dragons wow. Honor Among Thieves? I didn't know it had a uh, colon. Yeah, it has a colon. Uh, spinning Gold and His Only Son. But I cannot emphasize enough the importance of sticking around as we are getting into our first annual quarterly report. The first three months of the year are done. We're going to talk about the movies. We have a tier list for all my my people watching too much YouTube two years ago fans. We're doing a tier list, baby. We got a, a lot of movies to rank. We'll get into that after we talk about the movies. And I also got to tell everyone to, if they have any questions or comments, they can email us at moviemasters760 at gmail.com. And we will uh, read your question or comment online on the air and uh, address it there. So shoot us an email. Love to hear from you. Want to know what's going out there. And I feel like after this tier list goes down, I think there's going to be some hurt feelings, some stepped on toes. We've got like opinions. 40 movies to rank. So we've got to, we should. Oh, let's hurry up then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So leading off Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It's directed by uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. They wrote and directed it. So I thought oh, cool. that was, yeah, there's like a level of auteurship for, yeah. These kind of franchise movies. I was going to make a joke. It was directed by Hasbro because uh, Hasbro owns uh, Dungeons and Dragons now. That's but, right, yeah. Which I thought is really weird. I go back to the TSR days, so strange seeing that Hasbro logo up there. That's neither here nor there, though. This is a, a fun romp. It's about a group of adventurers who set out to rescue one of the adventurer's daughters who is being held captive by a uh, a scoundrel who himself is in league with a bunch of red wizards who are bad guys. They're casting spells. And this uh, this ragtag group needs to get together and save the daughter, get some gold, and, uh, you know, hopefully stop this plot of these evil red wizards because they are just running wild. In secret. Secretively. Underground running wild. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun during this. Yes. I, uh, I I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. It has a little little place in my heart. I don't pretend that I'm I'm still with the shits like that, but I have uh, some nostalgia based around it. And um, I always, it's a weird thing to build base a movie around, right? Because the whole thing of D and D is that it doesn't have like set characters or plots. Like you could tell you can adapt a comic book to the movie. You can adapt even a video game weirdly because there's plots and characters and stuff, but D&D is all freeform, really, if you think about it. But wouldn't you say it's smart to do D&D? Because you could do a bunch of movies that don't even have the same actors if one of them gets uppity and wants more money? Yes, and I think that's uh, a smart way to do it. And you, there are you know manuals that have like stories to them and stuff that uh, less creative dungeon masters might go I've that route. Those. So you know there is a lot of uh, back matter and whatnot that you could uh, dive into with the franchise. I'm not going to pretend to be versed enough in the franchise to know if uh, this was based on a specific mm-hmm. one or anything. Maybe some of you uh, listening can uh, drop a line to the email and let us know. 
Uh, but to my knowledge, this is kind of a from the ground up story. I liked that it's Chris Pine. He plays a thief. So I always thought Thief was the shittiest character to play in Dungeons and Dragons. Does everyone like? Does everyone have to be a different class? Like, if you put it in a group together, yeah, no. Um, and when you I just play, have like five thieves, yeah. So when I play, I play like first edition, I think not a bit AD and D, but like D and D, OG shit. And in that one, you know, there was like uh, different um, attributes that your character would have. Strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, and basically whichever you you get one roll of the dice. They change this in AD and D. You get a lot more leeway with this. We get run roll of the dice, right? So let's say your your strength is uh, you know a sixteen. It's a pretty high roll because it's three dice die six, right? Well, boom, you're going to be a fighter because strength is going to be your highest mm-hmm. one. Whereas I think thief was dexterity, or maybe it was charisma. There's like minimums <laughs> though. So yeah, like if yeah. you ha- if you roll a four, you just cannot be a fighter right. and man you can get that 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 was brutal because you could get asked out and just get like you know it's dice so <laughs> statistically you could theoretically get a hard three every entry and your character's just gonna have a hard time you get like negatives attached to your roles you know mm. messed up stuff that's kind of chris pine character yeah he's uh, he's clearly all uh i guess charisma well, probably rolled like a, a 16 to 18 on charisma <laughs> And uh, low roles on everything else. Whereas, uh, who is it? The uh, Michelle Rodriguez, her character, obviously high strength, probably low intellect, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It goes, it goes on. This. I've, I always thought that was a great metaphor for how life worked. Oh. <laughs> Before we jump off of Chris Pine and charisma, um, how did you feel about Chris Pine in this movie? Were you a fan of him in the movie? Was it a little too distracting? Like because of his dreamy eyes, or <laughs> well, it just I felt like. This is I've been thinking about this like since we watched it is like there's some like Brad Pitt and George Clooney roles where when right. you watch them you're like oh that's just Brad Pitt and George Clooney yeah, and it's yeah. hard to like really buy into them as a character and it was like kind of borderline for that for me with with Chris Pine oh like I think a lot of it had to do with like he had like really modern hair you know yeah. like, he had, like a full hairdo and stuff he never broke out with Chris Pine for you not really he he was Chris Pine the whole time but I do like Chris Pine so it was fine for me ultimately. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, I, I kept trying to break through and get him to lock into being this character versus being Chris Pine. Right. I don't know him like that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I mean, I saw him like, like in, uh, in Star Trek, he was Captain Kirk. Yeah. I mean, I know he was yeah, that, so kind of but... like works in that regard, you know, but like, I don't know about a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I'm not sure. I've been thinking a lot on like, if, yeah, if, <laughs> like if he settled, if, if it worked for me or not, I have no idea. I mean, where are you at, Ellen? Oh, it works. <laughs> I'll be a hundred percent honest. This is fucked up. I don't. I shouldn't admit these things on air. I thought he was Pierce Brosnan the whole time, like like a time cryogenically frozen <laughs> Chris Brosnan. It's fine, dude. Because like like a golden eye arrow Pierce Brosnan. Because I saw. Okay. I think it's because Hugh Grant's in the mix too. Yeah, yeah. like just, British. Era. I'm yeah. hanging out in the '90s, and I was like, yeah, it's probably Chris, Pierce Brosnan. So I guess to your point, no, he never. The yeah. the, the monolith of Chris Pine never uh, overshadowed okay. the character of uh, some thief for which there is I don't honor know among from anything else. I I'm, I just know that he was in a start or that he was in the new Star yeah. Trek movies. He could have been like an unknown actor to me. Yeah, kind of you know, some random oh, just, guy. Okay, I know I, I know where I was going with it. I think is um. He lost his wife and his child is kidnapped, but he's just making jokes the whole time. Not the whole time, but playing it really light. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think know. that kind of plays to the situation this movie's in because there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie before this. Yeah, apparently that I haven't kind seen of uh, was like. As much of a movie as like the Final Fantasy or like sure. uh, Dragon Ball Z movie, where it's like they, we just didn't know how to do yeah. nerd shit right back then. I think those those halcyon days of the aughts. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I I feel I feel I borrowed pretty heavily from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and the Marvel light-hearted adventuring tone throughout. That's the blueprint for this movie. For and sure. I mean, I like I like Marvel when it's good and. Guardians to me is one of the best examples of a Marvel movie. Like if you had to sell someone the the turn off your brain fun of a Marvel movie, I just can't imagine someone watching that and being like, "Oh well, this sucks." I could get maybe like um, you know Endgame or something where it's all lore and like you have to have known yeah. a bunch of stuff. But I feel like you could give anyone Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's a pretty soft pitch. And I think this is a movie, especially with the team element, was based pretty heavily on it. So I think that like. You know, the stakes of the movie being really high versus the tone of it is very intentional and mm -hmm. sells tickets and just makes it palatable, you know? Yeah. That's, as I was watching, I was thinking that too. I was like going, man, like if you just take like on paper what the task is and what happened in him to yeah. him in his life, this, I mean, Maybe in the past it would have been played a completely different way, but since they had the success of something like Guardians, it's like, oh well, we know how to do yeah nerd shit, yeah, and, you know stuff with high stakes, but we still want to get people into the theaters and ha have them have a good time. And it's, I like sword and sandal movies a lot. I just uh -huh. like wizards and knights and yeah. shit like that. And I fat dragons, yeah, whatever. Show me some, <laughs> show me some creeps and goblins. I mean, yeah, I don't even need goblins. Honestly, just greasy shirtless men. <laughs> swords hell yeah i'm in like i'm not it doesn't i'm not hard to please but yeah some some wizards some runes shit like that yeah. i love it and they don't make a lot of movies like this and i know it's because they're very boring for most people and like don't really you know bring in a lot of the big bucks so this is definitely not boring i am down to take any sort of compromise to the integrity of yeah. the um medium genre whatever you want to call it if it means i get more of it you know, yeah. and this movie, I think, was great in that sense. Like it wasn't super bogged down and like monster manual and like mechanics and stuff like that. But um, I could see them making more of it and more movie of this equal more sword and naked men. And so I'm down yeah. and hopefully more monster manual shit. Bro, OK, so there's this phenomenon. I don't know how to place it, say it better than the um, first person shooter scene in the Doom movie starring The Rock. Where, like, the movie just says, fuck it, and gives you exactly what you expect yeah. it to be. <laughs> and when the, uh, I don't know, towards the end of this movie, there's, like, magical mazes that pop up and people oh, run yeah. through and yeah, there's yeah, yeah. gelatinous cubes and there's mimics. That's that's the Doom moment. <laughs> yeah. I got a, the Doom FPS moment where they're just, like, you want to see some people run through a maze? That's all. That's what I remember playing the game a lot is mapping out these mazes meticulously because it's just all in your mind. You have to figure out what 40 paces this way and map it all out on paper. So like when they start showing a big ass labyrinth pop up and there's mimics and shit, I'm like, all right, now we're doing D and D, but you can only do that for like five to 10 minutes of screen time. It felt effective. Yeah. You don't. And it's, it's fan service, but without alienating the gen pop. And um, yeah. because I think they were able to make this really dense subject matter and, you know, Something the main thing of D and D to me is like how 
pervasive it is in like every aspect of culture in a way video game shit movies based yeah. on video games etc like we don't really need to be trained up too much in like experience points and like leveling up and like everybody uh, knows that by now party yeah. and there's thieves and there's different classes and it's like they were and it's i guess just a credit to how well designed the game is that it like has permeated our culture so much that now 30 years after you know parents were trying to you know uh, uh burn these mo- so these monster <laughs> manuals now we don't even need us training on it it's just like yeah yeah go on we're, we're we're up and running let's go yeah so yeah i don't know i i i'm a i'm a fan again of just this kind of movie and i'll i'll suffer any sort of compromise it takes to make it watchable and make there be more of them you're gonna show me some crazy ass wizards casting spells and shit i like it yeah, those red wizards were cool Hard. as hell all that stuff show me some throne rooms goblins i think they did a good job of like not being too literal but capturing like the spirit of the game right so it's like it's not alienating to people who don't really know anything about it so I think that's another reason why the Chris Pine character was kind of lighthearted so that you could still be like, it's a game, it's fun, you know, and not be like, it's so serious. And I guess that he does get a little serious at one point. He's kind yeah. of just saying like, he needs to not think about it like that or he can't do his thing. You know? right. Yeah, I remember that line because that was the one that made me get a, let him get away with it more. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's got a strategy to yeah. his lightheartedness. Yeah, but... um. I was also thinking you were saying like the Doom part, uh, the Halo show. Yeah, they they have like parts like that where you're like, oh, this is like you're playing Halo. Right. But it doesn't do a good job, I think, of uh, like capturing the spirit of the game. It gets too into like some story you've never heard of right. that they're trying to make it into, and it's not really fun. It's not a fun watch, which uh, this really is because it's a yeah. it's a game. And uh, uh, speaking of fun, I. Am uh, thrilled to see some more practical effects creep in. So I'm oh, yeah. I'm always championing it, you know, mm-hmm. of course. And it's weird between watching this and the new season of uh, Mandalorian. Oh god! Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you look at a movie like Barbarian, right? Which yeah. is so made for the specific audience in mind, and like big rubber monsters, and it's uh, kind of alienating in a sense. I mean, obviously, if you're on board already, you're gonna love it. But if you're maybe uh, agnostic. It's going to bum you out. And I think we're kind of at an interesting point with these effects where it's like we're getting kind of 50-50 or or 20-80. You know, like you're getting some monsters and creatures and practical stuff, big foam suits, and then you're also getting a whole lot of CG. It's mostly CG, but just seeing a couple practical masks and monsters and cat people pop up, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. This is is great. It's like, you know, I want it. I, I... would expect um, the return to practical effects to be like a revolution that's just like, now it's all like this overnight. But it's like, maybe this is how it starts, creeps up more and more. And instead of getting like kind of niche market movies like Barbarian, you get it peppered into like the most popular, populist-driven kind of films here and there. And maybe you get a little more down the line. A little bit of hope, a little bit of hope for... uh, we, we we dinosaurs. When you mentioned that this was written and directed by just a couple buddies, yeah. like it kind of gives me the feel that they maybe have requested that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's. I think anytime you get that level of control over something, yeah. and it's. I mean it's a old nostalgic kind of game in yeah, a I sense. Think yeah, that's the main thing. It is makes like sense. All these things are kind of uh, 
throwback stuff. It's all right. coming from these people's childhoods when everything that you were watching at the time was a lot of practical effects because right. there wasn't like CG that was that good. If you grew up watching Star Wars and you were like, oh man, look at those little creatures, you want to throw some of that into oh, something crazy. if you're doing creatures it right there. Now. Yeah. Dylan, did you have a favorite creature? <sighs> the bird was cool. <laughs> that, that guy was cool. Just like using him twice does not. Well, I guess he did learn a lesson. They bricked up that window. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. That's yeah. Jonathan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so the, the fact that it's Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. That was like a nice little touch. Yeah. That's best creature. That was your best creature? Okay. I don't know. That's like the good. I like that little fish, but it only gets like yeah. five seconds. Barely any time. Yeah. <laughs> You've been quiet, dog. What do you like? How are you feeling? Do you have a favorite um, member of the like, the crew? Who's it? Was Chris Pine your guy? Or like, what are we talking about here? Dylan, stop talking about Chris Pine so much. Look, I love Chris Pine. <laughs> He's so fucking dreamy. Like, Hell yeah, he is. That fucking stone cut jaw that he has. <laughs> yeah. Fucking mm, whatever that is. Give me more of that. Okay. Uh, Like the magician or the sorcerer that they get. The the lady or the, no, the the kid the guy oh yeah 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 I like that guy a lot that guy's cool filled with self doubt yeah Detective he had a journey Pikachu. that was cool like he the, what I think he's the guy in Detective Pikachu oh, oh shit yeah the kid that hangs out with Pikachu all right dang wow. yeah he had a good story and then uh, what was the the the, the woman the, shapeshifter she was called like the red the red shape is that what I think it was? they called it a dryad but don't quote me on that yeah shapeshifter. That was a like a lot of her stuff. Yeah. They need to give her more stuff too. Hey, listen, we we we're not getting an Animorphs movie yet, so until oh. then, oh, yeah, yeah, wild yeah. Sh- wild shape, wild, wild shape. shape. That's shape. what it was. That was a I like I like that yeah. phrase. Yeah, <laughs> I like what's his name? One, Regé John Page. Okay, which one was that? The Paladin guy that he just like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In and oh. he's just good at everything. Yeah, and then goes away because <laughs> everyone knows oh, if you have the, that. The dude guy. that walked in a straight line. Yes. <laughs> That was a funny part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird when you watch movies like this now. You're just like, we're going to get more, right? Like, no no one has an idea in their mind that this is the last we're going to see of Dungeons & Dragons, right? I don't. I, I forgot to check box office. I guess that ultimately determined what's up. But I'd like to see a Fat Dragon spinoff, a Wild Shape spinoff. Give me some sword and sorcery movie. I was like one every, one a, one a year at least. Could crank out a movie like this. You can every easily year. do one a year. You just do a random story. Yeah, I know. That's it. Doesn't need to be uh, a new guild. Yeah, you could just keep going. It's a very potentially awesome uh, franchise, and unlike Lord of the Rings or stuff like that, it's yeah, not just limited fun. to yeah, X Lord, amount of books or whatever. Lord of the Rings is mid. Mid, mid sucks. That's what you're saying. Board of the Rings. You're saying, you know saying? Lord of I'm the Rings, of the Rings. sucks. I wonder how real Lord of the Rings people feel about. Oh, they're pissed. Movies. About about <laughs> Hobbit movies. About well, about like the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, it's, it seems fifty fifty. I think was, I've talked to some uh, Hobbit heads who are just like, <laughs> bro, you're gonna show me some fucking yeah, uh, right? you know, finally, yeah, <laughs> show me the the what's what's the eye thing, eye of. Sauron? Sauron, you're gonna show me an eye of Sauron. I'm down. I don't care. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They're really long. This is impossible to get into. I love it. Show me more. <laughs> you know. And I know they don't. They dislike the Hobbit movies a lot because it's like change too much stuff. Mm. It's just supposed to be a short movie. You're adding stuff from the Simularium. What? <laughs> Simular- Sim- Simularian? So Simularian? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna have some token people coming for me on this one. But I and then you talk to others like. We were just a little too snobby and just like, mm, yeah. I don't think the elves would be like that. And <laughs> I don't think it really captured the 
etymology of the languages of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I could, I could, I, I, I have, I have experienced it go both ways. Because I like <laughs> the movies. I have never read a whole book of it, but yeah. it's cool. It's the the little bit that I read, and even seeing it in the movies, it's cool because again, you want to talk about D and D permeating culture. No Tolkien, no D and D. Simple as that. Mm. It's so gnarly. It, yeah. I mean, if you think of the influence. Yeah, but I like RPG video games. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of um, overlap in right. that sort of stuff. So I can appreciate it from that point of view. It's just once it gets too like too much lore. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, he's writing whole ass languages. I mean, yeah. as far as world building goes, you know, other than like the Bible or something, that's like <laughs> about as intense as it gets, you know. Yeah, but I mean, they all—they're all fucking given respect. The Dungeons and Dragons. No, Tolkien. (laughs) Messed up, but it's (laughs) number one. (laughs) Again, you gotta 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 put respect on it. All right, we got a lot to get to. Let's uh, (laughs) let's say uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Are we uh, rolling up a character, or are we gonna go play football and uh, have intercourse at some point in our lives? I'm gonna get a big old greasy bag of Doritos. I'm going to put on Rush's Caress of Steel, and <laughs> I'm going to uh, roll up some characters and really get down with D&D. I think it's a, a fantastic film. Very fun. Hopefully more of these. Justine, what do you think? Uh, roll some dice, for sure. I tried playing D&D one time. I we, had a, we had a run. Eight. We had like a couple month run. But like a couple of months, meaning like we met like twice. In there was more than twice. Time. I'm not going to let you do that to me. It was more than twice, but it was uh, still a couple months. Right? When that's that's how fucked up it is. If you meet every week for a couple months playing D and D, you will be one fourth of the way through one adventure, maybe. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's what I don't like about about it. It takes a really long time, and yeah. you have to like write down too much. That's why I like video games. I like I don't want to have to keep track of all this stuff myself. Um, Ditto with Magic the Gathering. Don't want to have to write anything, but if you put it on a console, I'm into it. Um, I have a friend who's really, really into it, and he's a DM, and he's been doing it for a while with the same people. But he's, like, um, really artistic. Yeah. And so he'll, like, draw out all the stuff, and it's really cool to see, but I'm like, this stresses me out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'll roll the dice. I'll play with someone if I can do it, like, online or something. Good luck. That's um, uh, uh, If anyone wants to play with me online. Exclusively, <laughs> my my big D and D friend is uh, his joke is that it's the cruelest game because like it only appeals to the biggest nerds and you need friends to play it. <laughs> so it's this ultimate paradox where the people who really want to play it never can because they don't have friends. And that's that's life, baby. I'm gonna hitch a big ass trailer to the back of my car. I'm gonna pick up that fat dragon and mm. hopefully take him to a dice game where we both got a hot hand. Uh, I'll, uh, what, what, what was it? Are you gonna roll up a character, or are you just gonna be a fucking jock? Oh, I'll, I'll roll up a character. I'll uh, dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. You know, that's, hell yeah. Is that what they do in D and D? Uh, that's what they do in Dragula. Oh, they they slam on the back of the Dragula. Yeah, that's 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 Drax and uh, <laughs> Drax and dice flaming. <laughs> <laughs> Can um. So wait, you're so am I stuck a virgin or can I slam a? If you're witch? playing, if you're rolling up a character, you are stuck. Oh, 
I don't know how it is can, anymore. You can get a, a yeah, you can get a D girlfriend. Yeah, D and D girlfriend. I, listen, the world or is an changing. Girlfriend. The world is changing. And oh, so I'll, I'll get some like cosplay D and D thing. Yeah, yeah. I, post Stranger Things, it's a fucking whole new landscape. Right. Colin started playing D and D after the first season of Stranger Things. <laughs> Colin started listening to Metallica <laughs> after season four of Stranger Things. Spinning Gold is a movie. For sure, it's a movie. It's oh, uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's about Neil Bogart. He started Casablanca Records, a popular record label in the 70s, uh, known for uh, such popular artists as Kiss, Donna Summers, um, Village People, Lips. They did <laughs> you fun- wouldn't know that. They did Funky Town. <laughs> well, don't, <laughs> you don't, don't, don't skip bad. Anyway, they're kind of, I, I've always associated them with like the disco label and Kiss. They were sort of around during that era. They've done a lot more stuff, of course, but that's what I know them for. And so I was really excited to see this movie. And uh, it's a biopic in the style of every biopic. And it just follows this guy's uh, story through creating this label, signing these artists, all that. Uh, The fun little asterisk here is that it's directed by the actual guy's actual son, so it's a son telling a story about his dad who, spoiler, he, he did die like in the 80s, which is really unfortunate. He was like 39 years old. So this kid didn't, I don't know where he, he, he's got his information of his father, but obviously blows him up in like a, a hero complex way. Oh, Kinda yeah. Kind of makes the guy larger than life on screen. And it's all also that. produced and executive produced by other Bogarts. Yeah. It's a family affair. Yeah. Um. I'll 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 cut to the chase. This is an abysmal film. Yes, <laughs> this is a very. If I I could not shake the comparison to the um. And this is not going to be for everyone here. The VH1 movie of the week, uh, <laughs> bio of uh, Meatloaf. It screamed that to me because okay. that's like my my bar for hilariously bad low budget biopics, especially of a musical variety. And this just was exactly that. Just a real. Uh, basic cable. This was low budget. Uh, uh, it's hard to say. I think it was like it doesn't feel low budget till you really start looking at the seams. They spent a lot on marketing, that's for sure. Um, because like if you're on Twitter, you've been you've had this advertised. Yeah, and they have they have names attached. All right, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, two like SNL people. Oh, weird. Jay Farrow, and I forget the other guy's name. Chris Red, Chris Red. Okay, well, I guess they're not really movie SNL no. people yet. No, but it's I do like, have a question for you though, Justine. How do you always know what movies not to go? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I messed up this week. <laughs> so, oh, okay. uh, all right, we'll get to it. All right. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with the problems on this one. Another streak, at least for me and Dylan, of watching movies with shitty fucking music. Like, oh. it's just <laughs> astonishing. Wait. This should have been the movie where the music would have been immaculate. Yeah, isn't yeah. it like you know what? music there should be but they re-recorded it they got the actors doing it yeah really so they have yeah like a dumbed down version of modern dumbed down version of like kiss songs yeah it's like you know as a big kiss fan you're just listening to this like is this a kiss type beat it's not even like kiss (laughs) yeah yeah a kiss type beat would be the way to put it like again one of their biggest artists the village people they couldn't like afford to license the village people stuff because village people shit's like been legit for a while like you have to get it through them and they just wouldn't give them anything for the movie so like ymca let's say which is probably the one of the biggest songs to come out of the label not 
on there. <laughs> like, oh, talk about it, but yeah, like the director's being sued by one of the producers because they felt that a lot of corners were cut financially, like, and, and they cited the YMCA thing being one of them. They're like, they don't even say the village people, they don't have the song in there. And so, like, a lot of people that hold village people rights are like, hey, that's messed up. We know what you're alluding to. You know what I mean? Right. But you didn't, you know, and that's like, like, that's your dad's biggest hit, and you didn't address it because you didn't want to pay the money. And I guess like a bunch of, there's like a bunch of workers' rights issues. And we do have some breaking info. Can you guess the last name of the person who made the uh, music for this film? I'm going to guess it's a Bogart. Oh, it's a Bogart. It's Evan Bogart who yeah. made the music for this. So, like, yeah, the guy who's the son of this visionary record putter outer uh, just is not not very good at making music. <laughs> or it's, I mean, you know, it's you. no one will ever rep, be able to replicate the yeah. sounds no. of, like, 70s disco. But, but Dylan's right. It was also just like... Like the beat itself, you'd be like, "What? Why? Why is that not right?" Yeah, nothing about it. Yeah, there's the original music. Of course, this could have been one of the most banging soundtracks out there. I mean, fucking uh, Parliament is on the label. You know, like there's yeah. no shortage of amazing artists who put out records on Casablanca. So it's just confounding <laughs> how abysmal the music is. And as historians, it is uh, just downright chronologically confusing. Because like, okay, so the way it jumps around, like their their pitch, they would have you believe that the label was like floundering, was just like losing money like crazy in horrific debt well into like 1975. There's still like the movies like, you know, it flashes all the years, right? It's like 1975. They're still in like huge amounts of debt. But it's like with Kiss, who were their flagship band or like the first band they signed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like their first three studio records were legit, like not monster albums or anything. But Kiss Alive, which is released in 1975, is like one of the biggest selling albums of the 70s. Late 1975, by the way, too, like September 1975. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, the yeah. timeline and the storytelling of this was way off. And, and just weird stuff. Like they start, uh, okay, well, like uh, fellow historian? Yes. We're losing our minds because Shout It Out Loud is like their debut song oh, that they... Yeah, yeah and like they show them play a song they have on their fourth or fifth record. As like their, like their, yeah, their like, showcase cool. track. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, oh, we've signed this hot new band yeah. to Shout It Out Loud. Oh. And I'm like, is that song like cheap or something? Like, why did they have that song? Probably. And that's not even like yeah. first three records. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, just from watching old like Kiss footage, I know that like Firehouse was the big record song from that era that they were like trying yeah. to make a single. And uh, Neil Bogart himself was like, hey, you guys got to cover Kissing Time on your album for yeah. some reason. Which is why that song sticks out on that record like a sore thumb. Um, Did he so, also allude that he named the band too? No, I think because he was cheating on his wife with a lady and she had the demo of, and it said Kiss. He goes, oh, Kiss, good name. That's right, that's right, okay. Yeah. A lot of stuff like that. A lot of moments where he's just, you know, and again, this I feel so bad for the guy, because as far as I know, he was just a record guy who, you know, had a great ear, frankly, and like his son was making is making him out to look like an egomaniac. He's <laughs> he's like teaching Donna Summer how to like sex moan on a record for Love to Love You, like yeah, the uh, Forrest Gump level of like insertion into history yeah. that they put this guy at, who like. You know, again, as a record label guy, you're fucking sitting behind a desk. Yeah. You know? And here's, here's here's another thing. Like, you would think if you are the first direct offspring of a music producer, label guy, whatever, you would understand 
that when you record a vocal track, it's not just in an office with a bunch of people drinking and milling about. Was it the Isley Brothers? Yeah, it was the Isley oh Brothers. God. Like yeah, they're cutting a track, and it's just like in a like a, a living room pl- or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's just like everybody's just milling about and partying while they're cutting like these legendary tracks. It's weird. Yeah, and it's like I get it. We're like kind of in the reeds with being picky here and there, but it's just. But like, it's a biopic. It's supposed to be somewhat accurate, right? And more to the point, you could have these inaccuracies and still be entertaining or fun to watch or engaging in some way this was not that you know the disco element again which is like this is kind of what the label is known for at this point they didn't really ever talk about it in like a sweeping cultural sense hey look at how the cultural zeitgeist has kind of come along and now there's like studio 54 was not mentioned yeah and i don't that's crazy it's insane about a movie uh, about a label new york based known for (laughs) disco music huge cultural touchstones are just like (laughs) not mentioned yeah i mean or you put fucking marauder in the movie and then he's gone (laughs) yeah and like uh like i basically doesn't know english just speaking with like kind of an accent again it's just a cheap made for tv movie that's on the screen and it's probably a horrifically brutal money laundering operation (laughs) i would venture i guess that yeah it probably is and i mean based on that uh article i read it seemed like just pure delusion on the kids part like one of the people who we ripped off uh in real life not in the movie but like in real life to make the movie uh the guy's like yeah this guy thinks this is going to be a huge movie like rocket man or something but like the casting is bi- abysmal. The, like just tearing the guy, a guy who's invested in the movie is just Aww. like tearing it apart because the guy never paid the guy, and yeah. you know it's just uh, even it's, the marketing is is really fucked up because there's people that think this is a movie about Kiss because the way they cut the trailer, right? Um, yeah, they just make it look like it's like a Kiss biopic versus like a random you know Bogart guy. Is that supposed uh, to be Donna Summer like on the poster? Yeah, that or Gladys Knight. I don't remember what the poster looks it's, like. That was another issue we had too. When we're watching it, we're like, hey, like no body shaming or whatever. But that's not what Donna Summer looked like and at all. Not really what she sounds like either. Yeah. So it's like you know, yeah. just they just got a lady with a, you know a big voice or whatever to sing, and it's like, yeah, sure, she's a competent singer, but it's not anything. There, are, you could you could lip sync and get somebody that kind of looks like Don yeah <laughs> and it, it's the same for everyone i mean the kiss casting is insane like oh they can't have, to have like gene simmons guy stick out his tongue every two seconds and oh, i God. again i've watched a lot of gene simmons interviews and like he's the, yeah the, the portrayal of him yeah he's like horrible. oh my god Did we get into the beth issue I don't know. Hit him, hit him it's with hard, Beth. It's hard to explain hit that whole thing. It's really complicated. Okay, so what album does Beth come out on? Destroyer? Yeah, yep. which is after Alive. Yes, yeah, so yep. like 77, 78-ish. Again, way after Kiss is already a gigantic band. Um, for no reason at all. This is does not make any sense. The Neil Bogart, the label guy, his wife's name is Beth. And there is a Kiss song that uh, Peter Chris writes called Beth. Way after the fact. Um, in 1977, again, when this young upcoming group was just struggling so much, it shows people, they're like, play the song. Nah, you guys keep making fun of me. And he starts playing the song Beth. And the, the label guy is like furious because he thinks the song's about his wife because it's called Beth. And he's like, fuck you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> but it's just A, again, chronologically comes out way after the fact. Mm-hmm. B, it's not about that. Like, isn't Peter Peter Chris's wife in the same I thought, Beth? I swore to I swore 
it was about like he had an actual wife named Beth. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have a Beth. Man. And, and did you sleep with her? It's like, not just, even like a like Beth is a hot babe and she's does it with everyone. It's like <laughs> it's like a sweet song. Yeah, it's just a nice about little ballad. Yeah. <laughs> about like, hey, I'm busy at work all the time and I wish I was home with you, but I'll be there soon. Like that's the that's the yeah, which content. sounds like a marriage, right? Yeah, just <laughs> like every rock and roll band's ballad ever, and like, and again, why wouldn't you say, "Oh no, I didn't write this is your wife's name, Beth." I didn't even know that. It's not about her at all. It's about someone else entirely. It's like put out like this song is a, to antagonize him for not like you know pushing the band harder. This movie is gibberish. <laughs> Concurrently I, with that that scene, they they put Michael Ian Black on the screen. And you're like, oh, Michael Ian Black. No, this is the worst Michael Ian Black casting or performance I've ever seen. Uh, it was kind of shocking. Yeah, he just he is just present. He is reading yeah. lines. I mean, yeah, one of the greatest comedic forces of all time. He's just given like, you know, five, five very straight lines. Listen, Neil, you give my band more money, more money for my band. That's the deal. You know, like <laughs> there's this weird argument uh in in one of his scenes where uh it's revealed to kiss that they're playing through fake cabinets because they have so many cabinets on the stage and they're like mid-tour yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and also like yeah this band that's all about theatrics all of a sudden gets really mad about that it's like they need it to be legit it's like what are you talking about i, I want to go back to that beth thing okay so <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, that, yeah. when uh when the fake peter chris is singing to the guy they show like gene and paul like just menacingly, like smiling, like smirking at the guy, like <laughs> got <My> wife, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? It's so They're weird. just there, like oh. watching him mad. And when we talk about like how the portrayal of Gene Simmons is like so off, like Gene's like in this movie is just like he's not that like crazy egotistical genius that you know he always projects himself to be. He's, if anything, he's like so unsure of himself, and yeah. like, how is this supposed to be Gene Simmons at all? I mean, there's only one way to do Gene Simmons, which is Fred Armisen's impression of Gene Simmons. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. you don't. This is like anyone who's just like, why'd you sign us? I thought you liked our demo. Understated, quiet. It's such it's bizarre. It's, a, it's also weird because they just got off a of stage. Like it was like a sold out crowd people were like you know stoked that kiss was playing and then he's in the bus like by himself he's like what the fuck why does how when are we gonna get money also the bus is not a tour bus it's just a bus it's really weird um there uh there's a point where i think they ran out of money that they wanted to launder and the crowd just turns into just lights on a wall yeah <laughs> it's just it's a really bad movie is this label still around is yeah, Casablanca? weirdly. I mean, it's like, you know, I think Polydor buys yeah. it out at some point. So it's a subdivision of something, but there's not really uh, A-listers a, a on it or anything. Yeah. I mean, again, it's really associated with, like, Disco. this era. Yeah. It, let's, I, let's just breeze past this here. Is, it, is this, uh, are, we, are we shipping platinum or are we uh, selling gold? I'm going to say we are selling uh Nothing. It's is all cut straight to the cutout bin, all dollar bin, trash. Throw it away. This is a this is a very bad film. I'm spinning anybody with the last name Bogart around and headbutting them. I liked it. Uh, great <laughs> no, time. You didn't. No, you great, fucking didn't. I had a great time with friends. That's how I look at it. <laughs> that's why I like. Oh, movie. okay. It was the friends we made in the theater. Yeah, got it. Which was absolutely no one. That's always yeah. fun when you go to a movie and there's no one else. There. I'm surprised no one was there. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, surprised yeah. there wasn't at least one or two people. 
Well, you guys saw a late show. I guess. Yeah. It was a Friday. See, On the opening saying. weekend. I mean. Well, there's also D&D. Well, let's talk about a movie where there was a lot of people there. I would mm-hmm. say more people than any other movie we've seen this week. Uh, maybe. A film called His Only Son. <laughs> this is uh, directed and written by, well, it's directed by David Hay- David Helling. He says it's written by David Helling. I think it was written by the Lord, our God. <laughs> uh, it's based on the Bible stories for the story of Abraham. What do you know about, why don't you sum up the story of <laughs> Abraham, Brent? Uh, there's this guy named Abraham, and he built an ark. And he was crucified for it. Uh, Dylan, you know, you, uh, we, I've already talked to you about the movie. Oh, Dylan, you didn't go to this? No, I was, this I was is at work. Just me and Justine. Date Ooh. night. Ooh. Date, day. Date day. I asked Justine's father permission to hold her hand. <laughs> he said no. And he so, said, hell no, not even taking her to this movie. So he chaperoned us and sat between he us. He said, what did he leave space for Jesus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we did. <laughs> yep, one seat between us. And we did. Okay, so Abraham is, uh, like, my understanding of Abraham, because I, I think there's like a Pat Oswalt bit where he sums it up. That's <laughs> like an example of how insane the Old Testament is. God's like, hey, Abraham, we need you to sacrifice your son. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, do it. Kill your son for me, God. And he's like, fuck, all right. And then he goes to do it. And then right before he kills him, God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa stop. Don't do that. I was just testing you. You are faithful. And that's kind of a like edgy atheist will pitch this as like, you know, an example of how, uh, you know, messed up the Bible is or whatever. It's kind of a go-to. So I know it is that story. I will admit, it's. I, I'm taking this guy at face value. I think this is a pretty faithful retelling of the story. It hits the main parts. I'll accept that everything in this movie portrayed happened in the story. It just doesn't seem like a one where they like flub the numbers. But um, they didn't mention, in my understanding of it, they did a walk like a super long way to the place to kill his son. So it's not. it wasn't just, hey, Abraham, go kill your son. It's like, go on like a two-day walk. <laughs> Then through a perilous time, because like, you know, all of the Romans, was it Romans? It wasn't Romans, was it? Whatever. The the guys with the, the leather skirts, they didn't like uh, the desert people or anyone really. So they were just being mean to anyone on the road. So it was not a small ask to say, go walk two days and then kill this guy, right? So the framework of the film essentially is Abraham on this long journey and he's thinking back on his life. And so you're learning about his story as it flushes it out. And so, okay. Check this out. He's like, uh, flashback to early uh, Abraham days. This is very uh, kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not necessarily coherent, like how much of it is flashback and how much of it is present day. Jumps yeah. around a lot. And it's the same actors and stuff. They right. look very much the same. So there's like early on Abraham's baby faced and then later on he's got a beard. But it's also like the beard could be right now or two years ago. and You'll never know. Mm-hmm. So it gets a little confusing. Um, but first of all, huge deal, right? Because God's like, hey, all you polytheists, uh, you worshiping Zeus and all that, get that out of your head. Just me. And so he's like sold on this whole monotheism thing, right? And he's he's like the, kind of the first prophet in a sense. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scholar here. But he's a big deal. Like him taking the tribe and being like, nope, we're going out to the desert. God said go to the desert. Everyone follow me. Everyone will have one God. Everyone pray to one God. Forget all the the sticks and the runes and the all of that. Here's what we're doing from now on, right? But here's the thing. God has promised him this kingdom and everything on earth, but he doesn't have a, a kid. And so he's like praying to God all the time. God, give me a kid. God, give me a kid. So in the flashback, it shows God makes more appearances in this film than I've ever seen in a movie other than like, you know, joke movies or something. But no, God shows up, white robe, backlit, 
God voice mm-hmm. talks like this, like your five-year-old understanding of God <laughs> is portrayed on screen in this film. And uh, God's like, you will have a son. It'll come from your body. And he's like, all right. So he tells his uh, old lady this. And he's like, we've been trying for so long. Here's what's going to happen. You uh, have a kid with my maid. Because then they are like servants and stuff, right? And she's like, you have, she's a slave. She's a slave. Yeah. Have sex with my slave. And then she'll have a kid. Then you can have a kid with her. Whatever. And so this whole time Abraham is walking, he's like counting back on the story. And then as time goes on, apparently God is like, what? No, dude, uh, you, you'll have a real kid like with your wife, dummy. You didn't need to I do that. I told you you were going to have a kid. <laughs> what are you doing? So he has his kid with his wife. And then God is like, all right, now it's time. Go on a long ass walk and then kill this. Your real, the son you had with your wife not the son you had with the the slave. And so he's kind of recounting the story in his head as they're going and facing all of these perils, bobcats and shit, animals. You don't see them. You don't see them, but they're implied. Um, and he's, he's, he's stressing out about this issue. And so he's kind of like, fuck, is God having me kill my son because I had that kid with the slave? Like my, my old lady is all pissed off at me. Like he's got, he's got a lot on his shoulders, man. And so, yeah, it was, I, I did appreciate kind of having this story fleshed out a little because I, I find the Bible really difficult to read. You know what it is? I think I always try to do King James because yeah. I want to be smart. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Anyways, the movie keeps going. He gets to the mountain. This is the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're going in a group because they took a couple guys with them, right? And the couple guys are like, all right, we're at the last peak. You guys hold back. I'm going to go up the mountain. Make the sacrifice. His kid's with him the whole time. He just hasn't told him anything. He's just like, hey, what are we doing, Dad? And he says, we're going to go up to this mountain, and uh, God wants us to do a sacrifice there. And he's like, all right. So they go. So the kid is walking up with a big old batch of sticks, presumably that um, Abraham is going to burn him with. Yeah. (laughs) And the kid's walking up, and he's like, "Uh, Dad? Uh, (laughs) Yes, Isaac, my son. Uh, I noticed we're going to make a sacrifice uh, but uh, we don't have a sacrifice with us. It's just you and me. And he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> he's like walking behind him yeah. too. As they're going don't even the trip. And he's like, uh, God will provide one. So mean, making him carry the sticks. <laughs> it's a get me a switch moment. But he has a whole bundle of sticks on his back. Gets to the top of the mountain. Pulls back the knife. He's about to plunge it in. You hear Abraham, the God voice, the aforementioned God voice. But it's, it, I'm going to try to do my the real version. Abraham, Abraham, <laughs> like he's a, like God is like getting his attention like that. God Himself speaks. Hey, like hey, 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 dude, dude, I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> and God basically says, "I'm just fucking with you. I wanted to see if you do it." And Isaac's cool with it. Yeah, he t- he does tell him like right before he's like, "Hey, man." I got level with you. Yeah. You know how uh, we were like, oh, there's no sacrifice. It's you. It's got to be you. And he's like, me? Isn't there another way? Nah, I asked him. He said, no. All right. All right. Let me get up on this rock. He was a good, he was a good son. He went along with it. <laughs> yeah. He went along with it. And then I'm sure it was very relieved and very uh, wary of his father <laughs> after that, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, it ends with hugging uh, my son, my son. You're so devout. Screen goes to black. Okay, movie's over. Nope. Flash on screen. 2,000 years later. <laughs> Boom. It's Christ on the cross. 
and a Roman soldier looking at the cross be like, he gave like truly he is the son of God. Yeah. That that's, <laughs> that's it. And then it's the end of the movie. <laughs> and then it's a, it gives a John three sixteen quote and like yeah. it says like, you know, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Like it says just that on the screen and then it fades out everything except for the words. His only son. His only son. Boom, baby. That's the name of what the What happens movie. after that? Okay, so I'm not fucking joking. I've never seen this in a movie before. So, like, credits are rolling. And there's a countdown timer in the bottom uh, left-hand corner. And it says, uh, like, two minutes until the director gives you a message. And yeah. you see the timer count down. Yeah, while you're watching the credits, there's just, like, this weird little, like, a notification yeah. on the bottom of the screen that's, like... 154, 153, and you're like, well, what's going to happen? Yeah, so I'm obviously glued to my seat. I want to see what happens. Uh, then it gets to the director of the movie, and he's like, thanks to everyone for donating to our GoFundMe. This is the first movie to ever be funded and in, in have a theatrical release. So and- that we don't have to not be able to release it because Hollywood doesn't believe in what we're yeah. putting out. We don't have to go through Hollywood executives. We yeah. get funded by you, and this is the first movie to ever be released in the theaters. So like he's on the right side of the screen and the other half is taken up by like credits of, you know, patrons oh, or whatever. Oh, the credits are still going? Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, patron. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like a bunch of names while he's talking. Then a QR code shows up. Yeah. And it says, scan this and you can buy a ticket for someone else. Because he's like, I want to make every book of the Bible in chronological order. Next up is Joseph. Jacob. Jacob, let's fucking go. Yeah. He's like, scan this, pay it forward. Because a lot of people are like, I want to see this movie, but I can't afford to see this movie. So you buy a ticket with this QR code on the screen right now. You can't afford to go to see a movie. You're not thinking about these movies. I'm sorry. And and then, okay, so now we got to be done, right? No, then it's just like a, like a, almost like a shot, like a silhouette, like a night skyline, uh, like, you know, some tents and stuff to make it look like mangery. And then just Bible quote, fade yeah. out. Bible quote. So you're like, how long out. is this movie? <laughs> Does this going. count? They it's keep... just, yeah, screensaver of Bible quotes on, you know, <laughs> oh, starry on. sky background. There's like, I, uh, we six... left during them, didn't we? I think so. Or we started to mobilize for yes, sure. Yes, because it was like, oh, does this just. Does this just keep going? <laughs> <laughs> it was at least six. Like fade in, yes. read it, you know, Romans 2.13, fade out. Fade up, Corinthians 8.19. And it didn't, it wasn't like there was even like uh, scriptures from the story. No. It's just totally random. Ones I like. <laughs> yeah, these are my bangers. favorites. Just yeah, bangers. Hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I, 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 I kind of liked it. <laughs> So weird to say. It's like a very made-for-TV movie again. Yeah. Um, very budget, but I don't know. It's kind of a classic and super important myth, you know. And I feel like you have to kind of keep telling these stories. Question for you? Yes. Um, before we started the grand experiment, how many faith-based movies would you see per year? I mean, when like God's Not Dead would hit Netflix or just something to goof on mm-hmm. it would be that. But this is not that. This is like no, I was a. I was actually excited to see this one because it is a biblical story, not yeah. It's like, not about not a faith-based, yeah. Not yeah. A fan-based. Okay. It's not yeah. like your it's grand- not fanfic. Yeah, it's not your grandma's chain letter about a professor who okay. you yeah. know refused to stop praying yeah. or whatever. This it is, is something that you might actually of the, of want to learn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's it is good to have this stuff in your head again, especially since I'm 
too much of a dumb dumb to actually read uh, the Bible, particularly Old Testament. That's that's where the classics are, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> now, you know, it's again, it's it's not it's not horrifically badly done. No, it's just I think it's just boring. I right. was really falling asleep at one point. Yeah. Because it it's it's super slow. They are just walking somewhere for a lot of the movie, and there's this music right oh jesus it's like he had a friend of his make like 20 seconds worth of music (laughs) and you hear it every four minutes let's say pops up a lot yes and it's like really dramatic sad music like a like three notes on a piano and then like an acoustic guitar comes in and it's like you know this is just what we have to do I can't even bear a son. Right, right. A lot of crying about not being able to have a kid. <laughs> That's um such a better story though. That whole right? deal with a uh, his wife Sarah has not been able to conceive, and so they're stressing out because they're getting old. And you know the and, actress's name was Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right? She was good. Yeah, she was good. And just cried a lot, but uh, <laughs> The, the issue was their like marital problems and right. uh, her being like, I followed you out here and nothing's really happened. It's yet. a crazy story. The guy's like, hey, I'm going to God's talking to me. You down? Yeah. Fucking let's yeah, go. She's like, he God <laughs> is talking to you. OK. You know, she's yeah. doing everything she can and uh, doesn't really get into as much of that as I wish that they did. But after every maybe 10 lines of dialogue it goes to the music right and then there's some slow-mo walking or uh just him looking sad somewhere and then okay you get more more dialogue and then the music again it just got really repetitive and tiring so. yeah that's a very jesus movie trope i noticed this so heavy with the uh, jesus revolution where it's like oh every time someone has a line they play this like really melodramatic music yeah. over it like very soap opera style I don't know. I just enjoyed it in a sense just for being so odd and different mm-hmm. and joyless and uncompromising. And you, joy- know? you like it for being joyless. Yeah. That was a weird thing. It's though. making <laughs> no no real concessions for like a modern audience other than like translating it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about Dungeons and Dragons having like a Guardians of the Galaxy tone or like, hey, it'll be like a fun romp. This is just... The equivalent of this movie would be like watching people roll characters and like just play a session. It was like CCTV. I was going to say like, yeah, liken it to something that I might understand. Yeah, I don't even know. Like just History Channel biopic, but not as well done. It's just, it's so weird because like a cartoon that's like 15 minutes can do this story. Right. And (laughs) and you can do it so that you're like, oh, I understand. This was, I don't even remember how long, like two hours long. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not going to do as much of a as good of a job like teaching anyone who doesn't already know the story, right? As like maybe like a children's uh, tale would, because it's like you have to know way too much <laughs> to yeah. uh, to really understand what's going on. And so without that context, and you're like, this guy is going to kill his son. It's just kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I think I just wouldn't recommend it if only because if you love this stuff. Uh, you might be insulted at the kind of cheapness of it. And if you're already familiar with the material, then this isn't really going to flush it out in any way. I appreciated it. I would go as far as to say, like, I don't regret watching it. 
Um, and I will absolutely watch the next insane bullshit this guy pulls off. <laughs> Can't wait. So Jacob is, is next. Yeah, yeah okay. supposedly of the Bible, the Old Testament cinematic universe, the Torah verse. I'm fucking down. Um, so yeah, I couldn't have hated it if I would if I'm down for the next one. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not gonna uh, you know tell some innocent bystander to go watch this movie by any means. I would want him to do a sequel to this one. I want to. They spend so long talking about how he. Um, you know, slept with the her handmaid or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then she got pregnant, and she's like, "You got her pregnant," and he's all, "Well, you told me to." She's like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then she disappears. They don't talk about that ever yeah, again. Yeah. Well, yeah, that the mom was there because he, she got uh, rescued as part of the deal from Abraham uh doing something he was there when sodom happened bro this is a trip this is the abraham guy <laughs> sodom happened yeah the, the 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 fire raining down all that oh that's Sodom. yeah 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 not the german thrash band they meant the german no thrash no no band. that would be great but yeah. they, were, they were there and it would, it would have been improved music but yeah that's fucked up you think they do a sodom and gomorrah story i wish that'd be wild you know, it's a bummer is like, you know, like you can't really watch the movie Dune without hearing, you know, a thousand band names. Right, right. Like now that you're talking about the Bible, like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. first time I'm really like listening to things about the Bible. I'm like, oh man, that's even more band names. Right. Like, like I was like, oh, Sons of Abraham from Mi- like Michigan or whatever. It's like. Wait, wait till, wait till you start reading Tolkien, my friend, because oh, <laughs> between Tolkien and the Bible and uh, uh, H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. just every, <laughs> every band name. Every single band name, yeah. Did you guys even say if you liked it or I don't know if we, I don't know if that's, I would, I don't think it's a movie like that. Non-applicable. Non-applicable. I, again, I, I'd say. Would you say, kill your own son? I <laughs> <laughs> don't just want to get that. Oh, you just want to <laughs> sacrifice your son? I would do anything the Lord said. Yeah, if see, the Lord a, straight up appeared and he's like, he's like, God talked to me. Oh, in a dream? No, 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 dude. He showed up like <laughs> yeah. I am talking to you right now. He was, he was there. In man form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like tells that sexual dialogue from yeah. the movie. <laughs> he was a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the, the, the first quarterly tier list. This might, we might break this up. We'll see. We don't know how long this will take. So uh, we've, we've got about 40-ish movies to rank. Rules of engagement that I can come up with. We have a S tier. This is uh, like, you know, an excellent A1 quality film, potentially timeless, all that. I'll say we'll, we'll have an in- invisible tier above that called S1, what? which is like, that's going to be like, is happening? that's like your, you know, your Shinings, your like actual classic movies. Don't worry if you put a movie in S tier that it's going to have to compete with like, you know, The Godfather or whatever. There's an invisible tier above that for that. Um, so S tier. For these movies. For the yeah, sake yeah, of conversation. Yeah. There's S tier, which within is the, yeah, within excellent, the, the data set. Top notch yeah. film. A tier, which is a, a great movie. Maybe doesn't have the I don't know, uh critical appeal that an S tier would have, but still a perfectly executed, fun, uh, good time. B tier, which will be pretty good, by all means a fun film, no real complaints, a good time was had by all. Maybe not the most substantive film but you know uh and all around no complaints uh c tier which is uh mostly bad but with some redeeming qualities you can't totally discount it but it's probably bad and uh, d tier which is a true zero an absolute waste of time um in in the real sense like just time shoot up spit out and then f which is actually enraging kill it with fire you want to throw it away you never want to see it again you're mad at this movie didn't just waste your time. It angered you. 
a waste of time would be an improvement. And that would be the the F tier. I have a, a fun, fun little, fun little game I put together. It's not a game. It's a list. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some films that were released the first quarter of the year, 25 years ago in 1998. Okay. So we'll see how it stacks up uh, if, we're, if we're in a better place in films. Uh, Fallen, A Simple Good. Plan, the Sam Raimi movie, Man in the Iron Mask, U.S. Marshals. Okay. Uh-oh. Dangerous Beauty. I only picked the ones where I could recognize the title. Okay. I didn't dive that deep into it. Uh, the Wedding Singer. Yeah. 25 years ago. I, I remember that. In the first three months of 1998, The Wedding Singer was released. Uh, Elizabeth. Oh. Oh, we had Emily. This, this. That's Emily. true. Okay. Yeah. Great Expectations. I can't wait for that. Great Expectations. And- On Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Dark City. Yeah. Wild Things. And the Big Lebowski. So those are just some of the films that were released the first quarter, mm. not just in 1998, but the first three months of 1998. There's obviously a lot more than that. That's just the one. Why'd you pick 98? 25 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Completely arbitrary, yeah. arbitrary decision. That's like still movies that you would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from three months. That's kind of crazy. So uh, the way we'll do this, we'll each put our individual ranking. Those rankings will relate to a number, and we'll take the average of however many people saw the movie. You're going to put it in a tier list. You have to have actually seen it. So, well. Uh, Can I note my criteria really quick? Go on. Okay. So, when I put mine together, I give the highest rankings to ones that I want to rewatch the most. Okay. So, you know, like, yeah, it's not necessarily like merit or critical. It's just like, hey, what do I want to rewatch? Right, next? right. You know. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, let's lead off with 65 The Adam Driver and uh, Dinosaurs. I put that in the A tier. I consider it, I guess, you know, pretty great. I All would, right. I would want to rewatch it. I have no problem calling it B tier. Yeah. I hesitate to put it higher than that. I'm just going to be mean and put it in B tier. But it is a, it is a, it is no, B is B is not a bad. Good. B yeah. is not bad. B means and uh, also, um, we we're going to round down if it's a point five. So if it's an average of a three point yeah. five, it's a three, which would be a B. But Justine. Yeah, it's B. B. Dylan, I know you're afraid of dinosaurs. <sighs> yeah, I'm afraid of dinosaurs. I'm afraid of Adam Driver. <laughs> I'm afraid of being alone with a, a stranger little girl. Oh, yeah, that little girl is the same girl. The girl in 65 that dies is the same one as the girl, the daughter in D&D. There we go. Oh! Oh, that dies. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. The hologram girl that yeah. the dinosaur tries to eat. <laughs> Great movie. Hour and a half long. A. C. <laughs> You put in a D? C. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. That means that the average rating th- of three, this is a B tier film. Next up, 80 for Brady. Uh, I'll go. I put that in my S tier. I think it's excellent. I love it. I also put it in my S tier. Oh, thank you. Probably the best movie it rips. so far. One of them. Yeah. Top three of the year so far. Yeah, it's a it's almost great. It's almost A tier. I'm playing conservative. Can't dish it out to everyone. I'm going to say B tier. Okay. I was going to say it's almost great. I'm going to say A, though. You're going to say A? Okay. I love this might be the highest score. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think there's another one. Oh, yeah. I know of one that they're going to do S tier for. for Only Son. There's an average (laughs) score of 4.25. This is A tier. 80 for Brady is A tier. A good person. Ooh. Oh, you two can talk about that. <laughs> so only you two. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. 
Uh, it gets a zero for me. F. Yeah, it's how to be killed with oh, fire. Oh, that's that Zach Braff joint? Yes, it okay. is. Yeah. Give, it a, give it a D, Colin. No. If I gave it a D, it would still average out to an F. Yeah. Fair enough. But I would never do that because this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> a good person is unanimously F tier. That's a kill it with fire? Yeah. That Ooh. is pure. It is that bad. I mean, no no shade to Morgan Freeman. He did a good job. He showed up. It's like it's just a shame. There's a couple of things, but overall... A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. What do you got? A tier. It was the first movie of the year we watched. And I remember being like, oh, God, what is this going to be? And yeah. I, I remember being like, wow, this is good. And then remember when we were talking last week about performances. There's performances <laughs> in this movie that I really like. I know. and I, I, But the reason I didn't put it in S tier is because I, I'm not going to be in a hurry to rewatch it. It's a little, it's a little sappy. Yeah. I like that it has heart. Yeah. But it's a little sappy. I'm... Putting in as a B. That's fine. Sad. I'm going to go with a B. It's a B plus, but. Yeah, this is, is, is not a bad movie by any means. No, it's it's a good movie. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> very, is. Very, good. Stuck between an S and an A. Uh, you know, I got oh, cool. a friend to watch. I didn't get a friend to watch this, but he watched this. What did he think? And he was like, honestly, man, love this movie. This movie's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it with my family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? It's like I watch it at home with my family. Oh, that's a tough watch with family. <laughs> and he's no, like, and we liked did. it. You never. I feel like I'm such a softy with these movies. It's tough to like, especially if you have a dude friend, be like, "Dude, see a man called Otto. It's fucking heartwarming." Well, no, dog. I, I recommended it. Yeah, it's yeah, funny because yeah. he asked me like what my last movie was at the time, and I was like, "I just saw that." He's like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I'll give it a watch." And like two months later, literally like the other day, he's like, "Dude, I just finally saw it. Yeah, it's great." Yeah, yeah. I'll say A. I feel like it's an A. A plus, as one would say. Ooh, this sucks. With an average of three point five. This gets knocked down to a B tier. I have no problem calling it an A, but this is a a strong B, a strong B. Don't don't let us make it seem disparaging. Amazing Maurice, Dylan, oh. you hold the fate of this <laughs> film in your hands. Uh, don't don't you fucking kayfabe this. I'm not, it's hard because B F R F R. It's it's really fucking tough because it's not made with me in mind. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. neither was you know like say a Puss in Boots. That one had more everyone in mind. Or okay, so uh, I like from what I from what you showed me, uh, it looked pretty good. <laughs> it is a, not a hard watch. It's just like it's a kids movie. Yeah, it's a kids film. Honestly, I'd give it a C. Okay. Yeah. Amazing Maurice, a resounding unanimous decision. <laughs> it is C tier. <laughs> this one, this is good. This is where we get the emails. I don't think we'll get the emails. I think everyone's kind of over this movie. Ant Man versus the Wasp: Quantumania. This is a C. Yep. If I'm being honest. It's a C. Okay. If it doesn't round up lower than that, I'll, I'll be I'll be okay with it. I'll bring it down F. No, I'm just kidding. I'll give it a C. <sighs> yeah, I think it's a C. All right. That's e- that's easier than I thought. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I know there was some uh real disparaging going on in the film and I don't I didn't I know why everyone doesn't like it. I'm not saying anyone well, should like it. Like, see, the descriptor is mostly bad. Mostly, most, yeah. but with some redeeming qualities. And the redeeming yeah. qualities are, I forgot already. But, oh, no, the scene where there's a bunch of antmen. All the ants in general are cool in it. I, I like this movie just fine. But it is just fine, which is why it's a C. Next up, Dylan, you hold this film's fate in your hand. The Broker. <laughs> I'll give it an A. Sounded awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I fucked up missing that one. Champions. Who's who was in for champions? Me and you, I think. Yeah, me you and two. you separately. Yeah, individually. 
<laughs> yeah, separately, weirdly. Yeah. Solo, both. Shit, who, who, who goes first? You go first. You saw it first. <laughs> it's a good example of a D. It is uh, not offensively bad. It is literally just a uh, kind of a, a time suck. I don't. Not worth watching. Not worth watching. You're not going to be mad if you watch it. It is a movie like this. It is a very movie like this. Yeah, I guess you could go D. I'll go okay. D too. Uh, right. But I will say Woody Harrelson was really good in that film. <sighs> Cocaine Bear. Okay. It's tricky. Check it out. Okay. Because of my criteria with the rewatch, like desire to rewatch, this is S tier. I I have no problem calling this B tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a loving B tier. It's a pat on the back B tier. It's a boy that was a fun time B tier. But it 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 is B tier. Yeah, it's a B. You know what? Here's the thing. Okay. You're going to go F? No. <laughs> I mean, I could, but here's the thing. I'm realizing that the reason I ranked it so high is because the theater experience All right. factors into it. So if I'm rewatching it, I'd have to rewatch it at home. Which I'm going to change it at? to A. Okay. This is our first tier list, folks. Yeah, yeah. We're going to we got room, we got room to for peer pressure, we got room to move. So now I've Possibly Barbary. Okay. All right. Justine, what do you put cocaine bear at? B. Give it a C. Cocaine Bear, officially a B. Consecration. I had a um, D. Waste of time. I have I have no problem with that. Yeah, D. That's just a unanimous uh, a D tier for Consecration, which Pretty is much any movie where you hear Congo. Yeah, it's got a lot of nature porn. It's a D. It's a, D. <laughs> a lot of scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of scenery. You know. Yeah. I guess if I'm being really pedantic, I would say it was mostly bad with some redeeming qualities, which we might put it at a C. But either way, I think just in terms of your general walk away, it is just, it, it is time wasted. Creed, three. Ooh, this is tough. I'm between A and B on this. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I just like these kind of movies so much. But if I'm being honest, I know they're not very good. It's just, you know, comfort food. That being said... I guess I gotta be true to myself. In my heart, my heart says it's A, but my brain tells me it's a B, and I'm a man who's ruled by my intellect, as everyone knows. Oh yeah. So yeah. as an intellectual, I will I will call this a B. Uh, the criteria of C tier is mostly bad with some redeeming parts. So by that definition, I gotta go put Creed three there because the first was it twenty minutes or so up yeah. until he wins the championship. Yeah, the first hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a that's a a tone of a man with a rating. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stuck. I was stuck between an A and a B too. Uh, I like the anime shout outs that he does. What are the anime shout outs? It's just all visual stuff. Oh, that he does oh okay. In the boxing, the style. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a B. You know what? I got. I got. I got. I got. I actually got to downgrade mine because uh, there's a boxing friend that says if I go any higher. Then D. This then is it, damn. We, okay. we will not be friends anymore. All so right. I'm going D. All right. That's just out of honoring two, B, two, two B's yeah. and a D. Just That's honoring friendship with an actual boxer. Two B's <laughs> and a D. Then I'll give it an S because uh, it needs to even out. That's no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If we're having one fake vote, then I'm gonna have fake okay. vote oh. too. It's oh. not a fake vote. No, it's an actual D. No, because you said yeah, that you would give it. Yeah, you didn't even give your real opinion. No, I said yeah. out of fear. No, I liked it until uh, Jonathan Majors and Jonathan Majors got canceled. So yeah, <laughs> we're going D tier. 
Yes. Okay, I'll take it. That puts it at a uh, at a B tier. No, a chicanery voted B tier. For the record, I was going to give it a B. Okay, okay. so it's accurate. Okay. The uh, evil conspiracy. Okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's start with start. the king, Dylan. Tell him. So the movie starts off, straight. and like, uh, I give it an S. It's definitely an S tier movie. Do you need me to explain the movie? No, 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 no. no. We we all, how, how no one who has seen the Devil Conspiracy will ever for need to be reminded of the Devil Conspiracy <laughs> yeah. that does Which not leave S tier your mind. Yeah. No, it's it's an S. It's at least some of those criteria. Jeez. Fuck yeah! I'm I, I'm calling boy. it A, but apparently I am a, a a curmudgeon. What swayed me is the uh, what was the potentially classic or something? Yeah. That's what's weighed me. Yep. I don't I don't I don't disagree with any of this. If enough people watch this, it's like, you know, like like a like Super Troopers. Like nobody saw it in movie theaters, but when it hit DVD, everybody was like, Oh my god, have you seen Super Troopers? This could be one of those movies. I won't have you begrudge the name of that the evil conspiracy by besmirching it with the super troopers. <laughs> no, this it's is, a phenomenon. I'm uh, I'm putting it I I my heart says A tier, but it doesn't matter. This this is our first S tier film <laughs> of yeah, the list. Because even my uh, my my cold, cold heart. Does not bring it down. I'm not mad at that. At I think all. you're forgetting that a giant demon that um, lives outside of a well. I cannot stress. S- swings around. <laughs> Dylan, how's it start again? <laughs> so it starts off with Archangels. Michael? Michael. Michael. Yeah, that's the only thing you'll forget is the name of the characters. No, I will never forget any of this. I'm not forgetting the baby coming out of the uh, screen. baby reading screen. What do they call those? Sonogram. Uh, sonogram. I will not con- forget the devil baby sonogram. I'm not forgetting the, the bleach chugging and then nothing happening to her. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Zero repercussions. She's fine. Be- it was oh, diluted. No cap. Devil conspiracies. <laughs> fucking legit S tier. Can't, can't complain about like that. Like you gotta get on a waiting list to watch it at this point. It's so S tier. Here's a challenge. Emily. Uh, D tier. Waste of time. I give it a C. C plus. Justine? That is a hard one. I think I have to go D. D? Okay. I'm yeah. I I'm at C as well. I think the atmosphere is really what quote unquote sold me on it. I mean it still sold me on it to put it in uh in, in C tier, which is not really <laughs> overselling me. Um, but no, and you know what? I will say in, in my final defense of Emily, it is a movie where something happens. This could easily have been a nothing happens movie, but stuff does happen. There is scandal. She dies. And she dies. <laughs> I'm not mad at Emily. I, I, I'm happy that I saw that movie, but it is still, so that's an average of a 1.5, which does get rounded down harshly to a one, which puts Emily in D tier. Yes. House party. I had house party at a B, pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm B on it. Yeah, yeah B. Yeah, I give it a B. A unanimous B tier. No, no need to break out the calculator. <laughs> this is a divisive one. Infinity pool. I don't think it's divisive. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've I, I've I've gotten some pushback on my stance, and I'll to reiterate my stance. And I was, I've considered this. I've reconsidered it. It's the third quarter. It's the first quarter. To really round up all these films, maybe it's just a waste of time. Maybe it's D tier. Maybe I'm going too harsh. Uh-uh, it's C tier, mostly bad. I think I think it's F, and I say that because it says nothing. It means nothing. It is nothing. It is nothing but fluff. I'm angry at it. You know what it is? I like transgressive movies. I like harsh imagery, but they need to be used responsibly. 
And if you don't, then it's just your weird you working out your weird kinks on screen. And that's uh that to me, with all the pretension in it, it's a zero. This is F tier. <clears throat> F. <laughs> Two Fs, okay. What'd you think of it, Dylan? Uh, I'm C, whatever. Yeah, I'd put it C. So that averages out to a D. Yeah, okay. So Which Infinity is Pool considered a waste of time. D tier, a waste of time. I think it's a little worse than a waste of time, but that's my personal opinion. Like I said, divisive. Inside. Uh I put I put it in A. I think it's great. It's not an easy not an easy answer. Yeah. I'll I'm 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 calling it S. I'm calling it S. I think just by comparison, looking at the other films, like if I'm looking at other movies that I'm calling great, I would say this is better than this is is better than that had an impact on me. It's no the evil conspiracy, but it's different. It's just different. It's just I'm calling it S though. I've never seen a I don't know if I've seen a movie like this. I don't know that I've seen a movie like Devil Conspiracy. Oh, I, have, yeah. I definitely have not seen a movie like Devil Conspiracy. <laughs> Justine, I, you gotta, you gotta, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, this is a this is a hard one for me because I think there are aspects of it that are definitely S. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm thinking of judging everybody in this quarter mm-hmm. and not thinking about what I would consider yeah. an S tier film of something I've Again, already this seen, is, previously. there's an invisible S one, invisible S one above all these, which no okay. film can reach because that would require a lot of time. Then of this batch, it's S. Yeah. I'll give it an A. 4.5? That's a round down to yeah, a, a, a tier. Uh, Jesus Revolution. I had that B. at D. You had you, you You go in D on, on Jesus Revolution? Waste of time, yeah. You liked it. I respect that. Jesus. Well, I'm being, I'm being honest because it's like... You walked out liking it. Yeah. Okay. I no, mean, I remember you were like, dude, I was actually like, oh my god. But here's the thing: is like, if if I felt there was anything redeeming in it, I would put it in C tier, mostly bad. So right, right, right. So D, yeah, it's not D, like I'm just saying, saying waste of time. I don't need it killed with fire. I just I was still entertained. By right. It, you know, I have this at zero. I have this at as 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 F tier. I don't have a lot of movies on that tier, but I have this at F tier. I just wanted it to be sillier so that I could laugh at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, fine with it existing. Right. It'll it'll help somebody probably. I'd, I'd rather it didn't exist, but that's that's you know can yeah. agree to disagree. <laughs> Dylan, yeah, I'll give it a C. Uh, there's some <laughs> scenes I liked, uh, especially when he was pre pre religion, uh, just doing acid. Oh yeah, like what they think acid is like. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like those scenes. Yeah. Oh god, they mentioned the Velvet Underground for no reason. Oh yeah, they Andy did. Warhol, fucking dumb. Are you going to the Janis Joplin concert? <laughs> <laughs> the Grateful Dead are also playing, and Timothy Leary will be there. It will be really cool. You should sneak out of. This is a this is a D tier. John Wick four. That's not an easy one. I know. I put it on B tier. It's pretty good. Yeah. If I have to be honest with myself, uh, B. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna flipsy doodle this one, and, and I'm F? gonna no, I'm gonna listen to my heart because before I was listening to my mind. I'm gonna <laughs> listen to my heart on this one. I'm gonna put it at a. I'm gonna put it at A. Mm-hmm. I just uh, just on account of I I liked it. Yeah, I say A. Okay, that puts us at uh, at, at B tier. Nothing wrong with that. Knock at the cabin. Um, M Night Shyamalan, he's back, baby. I put that at C, mostly bad. And the things that were redeeming for it were, uh, I actually was the first movie that I liked Dave Bautista's performance, which was weird. All right, I'm putting a D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D. So waste of time. D. Yeah, just a just a waste of time. A waste of time, but just give it a C. So it rounds down to D, though. Yeah. yeah. Round down, man. I'm liking I'll this. I'm having fun. I'm catching my groove. I'll give it an S. 
<laughs> Whatever makes it go higher. Living. The uh, remake the 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 Americanization of the Kurosawa film. Ooh, this is kind of hard too, right? It's hard when they're really good and when they're really bad. Where are you going with it? F D? I I don't think I can say S. This is a, it's an amazing movie. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen all year. It's A tier. Yeah, it's an A. Yeah, I give it an A. Okay, it's a unanimous A for living. <laughs> the Lost King. I put that A tier. I'm no, I no, I ditto. Yeah, I give it an A. A B. Okay. okay. Now it rounds up to A. Magic Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> give it an <laughs> A. <laughs> Strong A plus. Oh, I kind of want to give it an S. <laughs> kind of like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners at home, uh, Dylan and Colin invested themselves heavily in yeah. this franchise. Yeah. yeah. I went on a whirlwind bender and got caught up with the Magic Mike Cinematic Universe. After. After watching the <laughs> three weeks <laughs> out of order. Yeah, we watched it by the very last. Then we went I love backwards. It. You went 312 or 321? 312. Yes. I, Amazing. I did go 232. Two. I get. I went. Oh two, yeah, because you, one, you went with your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I have a I do have a medical condition where I cannot cap, and uh, part of my no capping is giving this movie a D tier. Yeah, I've got to give it D oh, D tour fucking as well. Dickhead, explain that giant boner you have then. It's because oh, just because his sexy. gun, dude. That's his gun that he was waving at you. Over, you know what? Uh, champions. But but hey, listen. This is a tier rating, and you know that you cannot quantify a movie by such harsh numbers. This gave us. The greatest. This is still the best line we've gotten this year. Vegetable one. I don't really fuck with vegetables. <laughs> We're not getting a better line than that this year. So it's 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 still as a a loving D, a loving, smiling, erect D. What are you giving it for real? A. That averages to a. That's a. That's gonna be a C. Yeah. <laughs> Marlo. Which oh, one's oh, fucking F! Yeah, that's the that's the Liam Neeson joint. Yeah, yeah. I give it an S, maybe A. <laughs> you didn't see it, did you? Yeah, I saw it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I saw it. You did? Yeah, you listen back to that episode. Oh, I you saw it like it. the morning of the episode. You didn't fucking watch the goddamn movie. I'm not gonna let him. Can't let him slide like this, man. <laughs> See, this is you watch WrestleMania. Now you're just believing everything that's coming at you. It's still, Dylan is still real to me. <laughs> uh, it's a D. It's just generally a waste of time. Law of averages. We'll put that at an F. Amen. Maybe I do. Oh, this is S tier for me because I I want to rewatch it lot i was so overwhelmingly charmed with this movie that i almost don't believe i i do i i literally want to rewatch it because i just almost don't trust my memory based on my impression of the movie i i would have to put it at an s i liked the writing i thought it was super funny yeah. and uh yeah charm city i got this at an a but uh I'll, okay uh i again I, I literally need to watch it again to see if i'm Tripping or not. I think you my... should because you've been saying that for like the past four episodes. I know, but I don't know where to watch it. <laughs> Whatever. It's streaming. I'm going to give it an A. Yeah. I'll give it a B. So this is this averages to an A tier. Megan. This is the last of my S tier. You got it an S. Yeah. Just because like, uh, again, my just, criteria is yeah, rewatch. Got it. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I'm between an A and a B. I'm leaning A. It's is uh like you know an excellently executed popcorn film. Like obviously it's not you know a 
going to win any Oscars or anything, but it's just so well done for being a populist venture. I'm going to take a small sample size of friends that watched it on streaming and didn't go to the movie theaters, and it'll back up your A, because I was concerned that it wouldn't translate as well to streaming, right. but everybody's like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, so. the see, being in the theater and having everyone love it, it's hard to yeah. turn it down. This is A tier. You know what I the the movie I envisioned as an A tier movie would be like um, Independence Day, <laughs> or like uh, I'm gonna get probably get shit for lumping these two together, but like an Independence Day or like a Terminator Two, mm-hmm. no no real flaws, but also you know obviously a genre film, so it's you know not it's not 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 gonna be Godfather. Give it a B. Yeah, I will also give it a B. Three point seven five with a low rung A tier. Yeah. <laughs> You're just hanging on to that bottom. <laughs> Missing. That's the phone movie. That's the phone movie. It's all shot on screen. Screen movie. I this is I can't possibly give it lower than a B. I'm um, giving it a B. I, I hesitate to give it more, yeah. but a, but a, a loving B, a loving B for me, yeah. a B from Brent. B. Yeah, same. All right, so it's a B, but I think we can all agree it's a it's a Good loving movie. B, yeah. a loving B. Yeah, it's not a hateful B. Moving on. What was that movie? That's the one where they're going to kill the guy, Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah, yeah, Super yeah. Cinema, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super fun. Um, I'm a fan of these 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 actors, but I got to give it a B. God, I, I my, again, heart all in on B. Mind says maybe it's a C because the acting is super it stiff. Could, dude, it could be. Yeah. Uh, it's B. It's not mostly yeah. bad. It is mostly fun. Pretty good. I don't know. I can I can call it a B. The heart and the mind are in agreement. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it a B. Okay, B as well. It's a unanimous B tier. Um, of an age, I put that one at A. I got it at S. Yeah, I understand. It's an S. Got an S. <sighs> wow. Average, average is S. One of a, a very. Very rare S tier film, and I don't think any only of us... the evil conspiracy and <laughs> of an age are S-tier. dude. Amazing double feature. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I don't know which goes first. I guess of an age. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Very, you, can't, you can't follow. You want a very you want it you want it loud. You want it quiet. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Operation Fortune, Rue de Guerre. I didn't see it. Ooh. Is that just me and you? Yeah, me and you. Uh what I say? What? Answer at the same time. Three, two, one, B. B. Oh my God. <laughs> Plane? Oddly, I put this one in A. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Just like I put auto at A. I mean, we started the year. Yeah. And we're thinking, like, you know, hey, they just flushed out all the award winners, whatever. We're going to see some bad movies. But we saw auto and then Plane and Megan. We're like, oh my yeah. God. It's great shit. Yeah. So, yeah, A for me for uh, Plane. It's a, it's a B for me. Yeah. I say B. A. Hey, sadly, that I believe that's a B, but that's a that's a, a very a very high B, a a, ra- a, a pessimist B, because it had to get rounded down. Scream six. Uh, D. Waste of time. Which one's that? That's the sixth Scream movie. Oh. Uh, give it a B. I have to put the popcorn factor. Okay. Yeah. It's a D for me. You're listening, Hollywood. Let me write Scream 7. 
For real, I can back that. Let Dylan oh, write Scream Seven. Absolutely, let Any Dylan write Scream movie, Seven. Let Dylan write. They will be so much more fucking entertaining Scream than the shit you're putting on. I want to. I want to put a rocket launcher on him. No, Saw. You can also hire Dylan because he knows the oh, lore true. more than anybody you could ever. Well, hire. I'll, I'll take. I actually have to take umbrage with you on that one, Brent, because I want. I want Dylan to be able to enjoy the Saw movie you, without having to write What's more enjoyable it. than him? He's see, all right, look. Okay, if you have Dylan write a Saw movie, you have to have someone else write a Saw movie. So there's two Saw movies. So that Dylan still gets to have a Saw movie. How about just Dylan doesn't get to edit him. it. He just gets to write it. <laughs> oh, so he doesn't see what happens till yeah. the end. Ah, uh, but that might break his heart. Dylan writes three. <laughs> no, Dylan writes three different endings. You know, if I wrote a Saw movie, I'd be so in my head about it. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. That's why you write multiple. That's why I'm, you get to write one, but then someone else also is making one. No, at I the get same to time. write one and send it in, but if they use it, that's up to them. And they never have to tell me until it comes out. <laughs> Where are you at? S? I think it might be a C. Okay. Oh, that's right, because it was Justine's first Scream movie. Was it really? I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> she started with six. <laughs> the most lore-centric one. I yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so that's a C. C for Scream. Shazam 2? E- uh, easy B for me. Yeah, it's a B. I'll give it a B. Yeah, B minus. A begrudging B. Yeah, it's a B. Yeah, see, this is a problem. You're, you're swept away. You realize B Nation is rising. <laughs> oh, wait, we're feeding her some Skittles, and she's going to give it a B. <laughs> Skittles vegan? Yeah, they changed the gelatin um, a while ago. That, was that and Starburst. She came from the woods. Solid B. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the witch. S tier title because of the jokes. Right. But B in terms of the actual movie. You know? I'm going to give it a C. I'm tempted to follow. Hard to say because, I again, there's a million movies like this, but it's so cool to see one in the theaters. Was it practical <sighs> effects? I'm trying to remember. A lot of it, enough yeah. of it. There were some twists. Yeah. Jeez. I'm not angry at B. I'm not angry at C. I that think I'll I think I'll give it a B. It's, it's genre, and it's uh, well executed. I don't know how they really could have made it better. I think it had that, um, you know, I, uh, the idea of like family secrets and stuff in the mix. It's a surprising B. It's a surprising B for me. Yeah. I think it's a C. Rounds it down to a C, which I don't think anyone's. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, Brent, you hold this film's fate in your hands. Shin Ultraman. Shin Ultraman is a B. Pretty good, but a lot of room for improvement. I'd say a, like a B minus. I'm going to play it just the end and go B minus. <laughs> so mad at this. Skin of a rink. My feelings okay. are gonna get so hurt. Oh, let me grab Again, my notes real quick. Heart, I have notes on this one. Oh, you got notes? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> heart is A, mind is B. Actually, maybe no, I think mind is C, heart is three. Going with my <laughs> mind. It's just a bunch of like Wait, digits. Mind is C, heart is C. No, heart heart is B. Heart is for sure B. I don't oh. think I I don't think if I could be honest with myself and call it A. My heart says it's a B tier, and cool. I, the only reason I'm gonna get, I would give it that high is to augment the voting, and that's not how you should vote. This is a a C, but again, it's a C that it's probably my favorite C on the list. <laughs> this is a, this is a B. I don't care. I'll go on. You, it's fine. I'll give it a C. I know you like it really well. So. Yeah, Colin. No, you don't have to. If you're gonna feel judged, don't. Beat, you're in a vacuum. Yeah. In a in a. Uh, don't let, you're in a movie. No, I, I'm in a vacuum, but that's just it. And this is why I, I fucking hate like 
like reading opinions on the internet and I hate having the well poisoned. And my well is like, that is a very flawed amateurish movie, but it's personal and it's, it touched me personally, but it's so, I know exactly like, Ah, I'm a, the only reason I want to love it is because people hate it. Oh, so you do. That's, not, my, that's, that's why, my problem. That's why I established my criteria ahead of time. I, I said, know, like, and it's just based on rewatch. So in that regard, I'm never gonna watch this movie again. F tier. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a C though. Yeah, C for me. Did you give it a B? I feel it's a B, but it is probably a C if I'm really looking at it from a technical perspective and all that. And that uh, that does bring it bring it to a D. So you like Skinner Rank more than Infinity Pool. Got it. Oh, fuck. I yeah, mean, oh, oh, yeah. that's not that a comparison. Yeah, he, that's w- not he a comparison. wasn't hiding that opinion at all. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying just like for context. Oh, like, oh this is where yeah. Again, Skinner yeah. Rank, I think, is just actually someone, you know, sharing a part of themselves in a weird way to the best of their abilities and on very, very limited resources. Whereas Infinity Pool is all the resources yeah. and someone just, uh, you know, yep. writing like naughty words on a bathroom stall <laughs> and hoping yep. that everyone writing naughty words on a bathroom stall and then signing their name way bigger uh, than the words themselves underneath that. That is a pure edgelord bullshit. Whereas Skinamarink, I think, had uh, some some personal idea to it and is like really not afraid to just be so fucking alien. There's no reason anyone should watch that movie. It's <laughs> definitely artistic. I could, you know, I'm giving it a C, but I could, I can easily see why you would give it a B and I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Just no, I just, I'm, I'm astonished that this is a film, <laughs> Let alone a film that's in a multiplex, <laughs> the wedding hustler, you know, as a local Filipino myself, I'd give it a B. Or S. And <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in between. He wants, to, I'm, give, I'm, he wants, he wants to give it a BS. I think yeah. your your first vote was your honest one. Give it a B. You know, I like to see uh, local people succeed. It was bad with some good qualities. That's a C. I can, I can, it's an honest C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my good qualities for this movie were uh, just the the fun and uh, looking yeah. at the geography of it and going, oh, look, Palomar. Oh, look. Filmed, you know. filmed here. So in that regard, uh, if I'm being honest, it's just a C. I don't remember what happens in it. Exactly. Okay, so um, <laughs> so there's it an opens with Archangel. I the- <laughs> <laughs> it's Archangel named. So what happens is the Filipino guy wants yeah. to propose to the wife. But it's COVID. A lot of COVID, COVID stuff. Yeah, the mom, the mom of the wife of the lady is all like, "Get a fucking job, Joseph. Get a fucking job." And then he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna like get a secret wedding." And hire this wedding hustler lady to. He's gonna get it real one. cheap. And he almost cheats with the the wedding lady, but then the dude from the restaurant walks in on him. And they think she he thinks that she's cheating on yeah, him because she she's planning it. Yeah, but it was a dance teacher. But I don't know what like they, these he, are all things. Like, what's the main part of the movie that she, that the wedding? He's trying to get married and plan. Oh, a that the wedding planner takes him around, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and shows That's him how to get stuff what's for happening. cheap. And yeah. he's like takes her, he takes him to seafood city to get cheap wine. Yeah. You'll remember when you see like one scene. Like I, once I will, you see I will one remember scene, that scene, you'll scene. remember the whole thing. Yeah, no, once, I mean, yeah like, he's right. Once you see one scene, yeah, you'll like you, physically see oh, one scene. Remember how abysmal the sound was the whole yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah. Sound was Room yeah. sounds, yeah. volume fluctuating. Yeah. I remember a lot of the movie, but I don't know what actually happens. <laughs> Man, it's between a B and a C for me. I guess I 
have to go with C. It's, it's like almost a B, but I can't remember what happened, so it can't be. <laughs> Magic flute. It's me and Dylan hold three, two, one. Do a three, two, one. Oh, you want uh, let me think. This is a, a translation of a Mozart uh, song spiel. It is Y A. I'm kind of torn. I don't think I can three, two, one it. What do you think? I, I don't even know, honestly. Because you missed the one cool scene, which was the scary snake. Yeah, but then I saw the trailer and the scary snake was in it. Yeah, but you didn't see the mouth. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm between a B and a C. What are you at? About the same. God damn. What, do you have a, do you have a, are you confident in your decision? Want it to three, two, one it? Uh, no, because I don't, I don't think we'll have the same answer. What do you, what do you got? <sighs> the only cons I would have, realistically, is uh, the length too long i feel i thought okay other than that like the the real life and the the fantasy life was done really well i <laughs> i think i'm leaning b because this is such a goddamn strange film a silly I've, film i've never seen a movie like this it's so fucking weird by way of being highbrow too like it's strange because it's a fucking ya adaptation of a mozart opera sung in english this is a fucking B. I was going to say, I'm going to give it a B for two reasons. One, the one giant, the last person to get any song was Papatino, whatever. Papagano. 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 So he gets the last song where the main <laughs> character that you've been following the whole movie finally gets on stage and they just like cut the credits. He does not sing the last song. <laughs> <laughs> If this comes up on any streaming service, we're watching it again, right? I'll watch it again. Okay. And it's not so much like Harry Potter to me, though. I get why you would say Harry Potter. It's more like The Covenant. I haven't seen The Covenant, so... Yeah, we have, we've seen The Covenant. We have? It's the the boy vampire movie. Oh, Jesus. Or the boy witch, witch warlock. Does that have Killing Joke in it? Yes. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> That's a good... It's more like that. Although it's like, even though The Covenant's like a mix of the both worlds. Yeah, Covenant's way more Twilight, though. Yeah, but... And it's a little more teenage than why than, than proper YA. No, because there's naked boys running around. Or men. They're not boys. And in, in what? In Covenant. Yeah, no, that's why it's Winter more, Soldier's like shirtless. That's why it's more teen. That's a teen movie. Wait, Sebastian Stan is in it? Who? Sebastian Stan. Did you say Winter Soldier? Yeah, he's in it. Oh. He's the bad guy in Covenant. In which I would give an S tier if we we're gonna go that <laughs> route. But um we have another movie whose fate we hold in our hands. <laughs> Southern Gospel. Oh, you bastards. What are you doing? <laughs> Again, a, a, a scene where I'm sad you missed was when you got to the 80s part. The best scene. Uh, one of the best scenes. There's a lot of highlights in the That's Southern a, this Gospel. Was a, this was the, the, yeah, the most fun I had just making fun of a movie while it was happening. <laughs> in an empty-ass theater. We're not doing this when there's a crowd around. Don't worry. We're not that rude. Three, two, one. Yeah, I'll give it a three, two, one. Three, two, one. C. C. Oh my God, we're good. We have to like not look at each other. <laughs> uh, spinning gold. F F F F S S S. No, I give it for real. For realsies. C. A C. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's the redeeming oh, qualities. Oh man. God, I'm so I'm. To see a really wimpy Gene Simmons, and I just, know it's so funny. I'm really tempted to give this a D, but there's something about it that just hurt my soul. And it's it's very it's like kind of 
like fascinating in a train wreck sense, but not fascinating enough. Like again, I if we were talking about the meatloaf uh biopic on VH1, which I don't know how the hell anyone would watch that at this point. Is it on was no, it on it's YouTube? Still in that shitty like two forty P. So it. hard to watch. But if you can that was that's like, you know, L O L tier. And this wasn't that if you didn't know like the history or anything like that and you were just watching it as a movie, is it just bad? I just think it's a little worse than a waste of time. And I think in that sense, I have to put it in F tier. Uh, but with D- Dylan's loving review, that puts it in a D tier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his only son. What is that? Oh, that's the just talked movie. about it. They just talked. I'll give it a day. From the, yeah, I'll give it S. Whatever you guys. That's a D. Yeah. Yeah, it's a D. Ah. What does that average do? I'm wondering if it's. I'm trying to see it. Trying to think if I could paint it as a C. I think the the weird fucking Kickstarter factor wants me to bump it to a C. That's not part of the movie. It isn't. The innovation of having the director countdown. Listen, independent cinema. Independent cinema. Skinnamarink. Oh shit! You got some good S. Give it, give it an I, S. I think it's a, I think it's a D. It's by all means a D, but a D is not an F. A no. D is not a D an F. D is not an F. <laughs> and then uh, Dungeons and Dragons. This isn't as easy as it sounds. There is recency bias to take into effect uh, into account as well. By my criteria, though, just the rewatchability. A, great. I'd, I'll rewatch this probably. Play my top ten for rewatchables. Not mad at, not mad at A. Okay, if I if I gave Quantum Mania a C, I'm gonna say this is a B. Yeah, this is a B. Yeah, it's a B. Yeah, I mean it rounds down to a B, and it probably is. But I just I'm just yeah. going by rewatchability. I'd put it up there. That's it. We got through 40 movies. Wow. No, one 41. Which one are we missing? Something. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> wow. That, okay, that wasn't too that wasn't too bad. Our first quarter tier list. Let me see just for, for There's fun. There's two S tiers. We have two S tiers, the devil conspiracy and <laughs> oven age. Plenty of A's. 80 for Brady, Broker, Inside, The Lost King, Living, Maybe I Do, Megan. All A tier. Dang. Again, I don't do we have anything that beats Dark City, Big Lebowski? 80 for Brady. Lebowski is obviously a classic. Yeah, that's a brute. That's a, that's uh, I. And I think you'd have to have, like you said, you'd have to have like some time pass yeah. on and some of these movies to determine if it's going to reach and, that level. And in all fairness, I kind of just went off of like the first page of the most popular IMDb films, yeah. American IMDb films of 1998. So uh, this isn't the, the best survey, but. So what makes the Big Lebowski work? A lot of it is like the quotables, right? Right. So in terms of like quotables from movies we saw, maybe Cocaine Bear has some quotables, but I don't know if it's going to age the same as Lebowski. Again, there's only one quotable. I don't really fuck with vegetables. Okay. <laughs> for Magic Fucking Mike, people be quoting John Wick Four. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't been hearing that. Uh, Heard every day. Yo, his only son. Um, oh. God so gave his. <laughs> I guess they do quote that a lot, huh? Yeah, it's quoted quite a lot. <laughs> I'm looking at like the the quotes from Cocaine Bear that are on this list on the internet, and they're pretty bad. Like, I don't think people know what quotes like quotables yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Because like one of them is like, "How much?" Dee Dee said that. 
Uh, <laughs> did, did it do the cocaine? Dee Dee said that. I could see Megan having some quotables emerge from it. I can't name them off oh, the top of my yeah. head. But let's say you give that movie some time. It'll it'll have something. In Ant-Man, he says, Ant, it's time to shrink. <laughs> we say that a lot. It's shrinking time. <laughs> oh, Skinner Marink has a good quote. Stab him in the eye. Go to bed. Run through the tunnel. Where did it go? <laughs> Fuck, Skinner Marink has quotables. Close That's your fucked eyes. up. Go to sleep. Check under the bed. God, that's fucked up. Where's, Where's mommy? Dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? There's only 10 lines and you can know them all. It's true. <laughs> you know, I, in my, my entire letterbox review list, I have one quote and it is from John Wick's 4. Which is? I just put nuts. That's what that guy says. <laughs> when does he say? Oh, who says tell, <laughs> tell his dog to eat it, their dude's nuts. The command. Yeah. All right. That was a fun roundup. Uh, Dylan, why don't you tell the people... What's up next? Woohoo! Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. Unlimited. Grab your cleanest one-up mushroom t-shirt, the Nintendo controller, and a plunger, because we're going to the Mushroom Kingdom, baby! Super Mario Brothers the movie. Also, we got a thousand and one. What's it about? Well, there's a thousand and one reasons to watch this film, and that has to be one of them. Find out what it's about. We also got air. You know who's excited for air? The fellow airheads, Colin and I. But as a whole, we cannot wait for the Jordan brand biopic we've all been waiting for. Anyways, everybody, we'll see you next time at the theater. Bye.